stove and uh we're here together how are you welcome to the show um i was sick as a dog yesterday boy uh you never know what health is like until something like that creeps up on you it's fine all day uh, about 9 30 at night just start just didn't start feeling good by four in the morning you can imagine why i woke up uh i had to uh evacuate things from both ends and the whole rest of the day was just horrible and uh then just around about the time it uh hit me and i don't know how a virus knows the time scale it just seems absolutely boggling and i don't know the exact moment i started to feel sick and i don't know the exact moment i started to feel better but it seemed basically about 24 hours and it was quite bizarre and I got a little bug and uh, feeling much better today so uh, I'm back and telling you about that I don't know why I needed to uh, but I'm just sharing because that's what we do we share uh, so I want to warn you now right off the top I mean now secondly off the top uh, Today's show is going to get a little dirty. We're going to, I'm going to talk about a couple words that are bad and how we're, you know, we've come up with the wrong ideas or why they are. And I'll explain as I go through it, but I'm going to swear a bunch. So uh, be prepared. If you don't like dirty words, there's uh, three that I'm going to use uh, that'll probably, you know, be fine. But one will uh, tweak some people. I do know that. Uh, but warning you now, forewarning, uh, right off the bat, I was going to call this topic subject, uh, uh, that ain't what it means, or that ain't what it means. And uh, so I'm going to start slow and easy, ease us into it, and then uh, hit you with it. So the word crap. Uh, and the reason I am doing this is because during the week uh, I stumbled across a Facebook or a, a Google thing and uh, it popped up and I just was like, ah, oh, that's such, I mean, I, I heard it as a kid and I'll get to it. But the reason is, I'll explain, uh, I like the definition and I believe it. So first off crap the word crap is not for Thomas Crapper uh, it's not for uh, that reason at all it is basically a medieval Latin uh, crapa or crepa uh, meaning chafe uh, that's where crap comes from a uh, twist of that word uh, now the word shit uh, is what made me go off on this tangent uh it is not ship high in transit uh my friend uh he told me this younger 
maybe even as far back as then, you know, high school. And it sounded good. I liked it. I believed it. Why not? Uh, my friend's a smart guy. I'm going with it. It's not ship high in transit. Uh, it, it sounds good, uh, but it's just not the case. Uh, it's old English uh, shite or S-C-I-T-T-E, shite. It's proto-Germanic, and it's just not, you know, I wish it was, apparently, you know, but it's not. And then we come to the word fuck, which is not uh, for uncarnal, lawful, or unlawful carnal knowledge. Uh, It does not stand for fornicate under consent of the king. Uh, It has nothing to do with those things. It's, um, again, the proto-Germanic language uh, origin, and it's very much related to the Dutch uh, word fuken or fuka. Uh, So not the acronym we all have attributed to. And I had heard, you know, uh, fornicate under consent of the king when I was like in middle school. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I can say the word fuck because this is what it means. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a fuck. And it's like, no. Uh, so it's not that. Uh, and then I was looking up and the one word that it's not a it's not on here because it's not what it means. It's because this one is because it means two different things to do two different sets of people. Uh and it's bizarre because to one group, uh, mainly the group I belong to, uh, it is a offensive term for a woman, a vulgar description of, of you know, vulgar slang of female you know, genitalia. It is, by most people's account around here, the dirtiest of dirty words. But to anyone in England, Australia, a lot of the world around, it is just a unpleasant and stupid person. So how did the word cunt become so, you know, distant from each other's uh, meaning? Because in the Oxford English Dictionary, it is an unpleasant or stupid person. But in uh, you know Merriam-Webster, it is offensive way to refer to a, a woman. So how did it become so different? How did cunt become such a horrible word to Americans and such a common sort of word to the English? And it's bizarre. Uh, it is absolutely weird. And uh, so that's about the extent of the dirty words. That's where we're going to end on the real dirty. Uh, I just wanted to warn you that I was going to say something bad. Uh, but then when I found that was really fun, uh, to lighten it up now, uh, pumpernickel. Uh, it, you know, some people say it derives from uh, the German uh Bumpern, uh, pumpern, meaning to fart, and nick, meaning uh, demon or devil. So I guess it could be like pumpernickel could be a devil's fart. 
uh, is sort of what they're saying there. And we got Boyle, so I'm gonna go get my tea, and uh, we're going to, uh, so Pumpernickel is basically the devil's fart, which is actually then very delicious because I really enjoy pumpernickel bread. And if I have to call that uh, devil's fart bread from now on, I think I will. I can definitely uh, call that bread uh, devil fart bread. And no one will know why. And I'll just be the moron who does it. But that is me, so. Yay! <laughs> so, that is the extent of the, uh, uh, that's not what it means, category of the show, section of the show. Um, that was the, I guess, the, uh, uh, the brew. The brew portion of the show was talking about the dirty words, talking about the dirty, dirty. I didn't mean to get all dirty, dirty, but sometimes you got to say something bad. And sometimes uh, certain words just fit better in certain spots. And I, I watch, uh, I've mentioned before, I watch YouTube channels and I enjoy YouTube uh, for what it is. It sort of replaced TV for me for the most part because uh, I don't have cable. And for the most part, I hate commercials and TV is, you know, blocks of commercials that are just eh. Where YouTube, I don't pay for it, so it's commercial free. I'm not that uh, wealthy, but I uh, can at least fast forward them or get through them, and they're either really quick or they're just, it's just a very different feel than the TV block of commercials, which I can't stand anymore uh, or haven't for a while. But I watch. Uh, clips and episodes of this show called QI. Uh, it's on, you know, from, from BBC. It either is still on or was on, but uh, it is a, you know, some sort of game show where points are given out, and I've never quite, f like, like, figured out how that all worked out because they don't show the full show, but I've watched so many. It feels like I've seen enough clips that I've seen like whole shows, it seems like, but never a full episode because they don't give me that on YouTube, apparently, or I haven't you know, looked, on, you know, looked enough to find it, I guess. But they will be saying something on that show, and they'll, and in England, apparently, they do not censor like they do in America. Uh, because they say fuck, and they say gunt, and they say uh, shit, and all types of things on that show. And it apparently is unedited, and everyone sort of knows. And it sort of was a bit of a surprise for me, because I am, I guess, a provincial uh, little man who doesn't, you know, know the ways of the big world and how in England you can get basically say almost anything, apparently. I mean, apparently they do beep things out, but I've heard all those words without a, you know, a censor mark over it. And I don't know if it was because of the YouTube or because of the show, but 
the people on the show have no trouble saying these words. So, uh, and no one frowns when they do. So it's not like you say that, you say some of those words on an American show and you will never be invited back. Uh, we are very, very uptight in America. Very uptight people. Uh, wouldn't say shit if we had a mouthful of it. And it bothers the hell out of me sometimes. Uh, but, and this is why I do this little thing of mine so I can, at, at times, you know, just air out my my brain so I don't have to think about the horrible things and have some fun with the world which is what the world is fun and it should be I mean it really should be um, so uh, I was gonna try and find some really nice fun way to do this and I really thought it, well I didn't really think about it I was like oh this will work good you know take pumpernickel and I could segue right into the next piece so, um, you know, uh, transition time. Still working on that. Still don't have the music yet for it, but transition time. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I love a hot meatloaf sandwich, or like a hot roast beef sandwich or something like that. Like, you can't pick it up. You don't eat it like a sandwich. You cut it and you fork it like... Uh, a meal or not you know not like a sandwich uh, fork and knife is needed but I was thinking about it like after the fact like all the meat's gone you know you're down to the last bits and there's like corners of bread and little bits of here and there at the end of it all and I really like when it, the bread gets all smushed it's all like mushed down by all the meat and the weight and it's all the moisture and the juices have made the bread and it just gets down there and it's just, mmm. I could just eat, if there was a restaurant that just served as one of their dishes, just hot gravy bread. Just give me like four pieces of bread, untoasted, or do, or, or do what you would do for... Uh, the hot meatloaf sandwich. If you toast it, then cool. If you don't, and, and I don't think they do, just throw four pieces of bread on top of a plate, cover it in gravy, and press it down for like a couple minutes with some meatloaf or some meat. But then take the meat away. Don't give me the meat. Just give me the bread soaked in the gravy and the meat juices, and then that's it. I know that sounds ridiculous, and it, it kind of is, but how delicious is that bread? How good is, like, warm, gooey, gravy bread? That is so good. How can you not enjoy moist gravy bread? You're crazy if you can't. I'm just saying, I think it's something you should, you know, something you should try. And I know you've probably tried it, but you you can't picture it. So you got to go and go to a diner. This is where this is where you do it. I mean, you got to find some simple diner, quiet out of the way, and get a hot roast beef, a hot meatloaf sandwich, let you know, just covered in gravy, 
eat the meat, but don't touch the bread. You know, eat the bread on top, but not the bread on the bottom. And just eat, and then savor that bread on the bottom, and you'll like it. I believe me, you'll like it. Uh, and then there's another sandwich that I absolutely stand behind as a delicious sandwich. Some people think I'm gross. I've uh, gotten my daughter to eat it once, and she agreed it's decent. So uh, I call it the square meal. I don't believe I've ever mentioned this here, uh, but I do have to admit I, I should go back uh, and listen to all the shows at least once So and, and then write down uh, what I talked about because I'm getting to a point where uh, I'm afraid I'm going to start repeating myself. And I have things to say, many more things, but I don't know if I've said them yet or I don't remember if I've said them. So now I don't, you know, now I should possibly go back and check. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to right now because it's during the show. And if I stop during the show to go back and check, then I won't have a show done tonight because there's 13 episodes I have to listen through. And that would take me uh, not just one day. If you know what I mean. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, the sandwich, I feel, is delicious and should be tried. And I challenge everyone to give it a shot. Just, I challenge you. And be honest. Tell yourself it's good. You know it is. Once you try it. Your brain will not want you to try it. I'm betting you when you hear the ingredients, you're going to go, okay, I had you until this point. And it's true. It's, I'll have you until that point. And then I challenge you to take that step. And it is simple. It's uh, the square meal. First, you start with bread. Whatever kind of bread you like. Pumpernickel. Uh, you know, a devil fart. Sorry. Uh, devil fart bread. Rye. White. Wheat. Uh, whatever you float your boat on, there you go. You got your bread. Now take your peanut butter. Again, whatever you like. Crunchy, uh, creamy. I'm a creamy guy. If I want peanuts, I'll eat a peanut. I want peanut butter. The term butter is there. Give me the butter. So I like creamy. And that too. Whatever. Jif. Uh... Skippy, uh, Peter Pan, whatever you like, uh, non, you know, just like the organic things, whatever you go for, enjoy. Here's where there are stipulations. Uh, because I have tried this in many different ways, uh, I will take away the experimental part of it for you uh, and just give you the best route to go. Uh, strawberry preserves. Not jam, uh, not jelly, preserves, strawberry preserves. Uh, not grape, marmalade, uh, currant, any other uh, jellies you want. Why I went to currant right away. Have you ever had currant jelly? It's quite nice. I enjoy it. Uh, but it's not an everyday sort of jelly. So, uh, but... That's neither here nor there right now. Uh, strawberry preserves is your jelly of need for this uh, sandwich. And then the final ingredient, 
the one that you definitely need to have a specific. It is a sweet relish. Take a uh, small fork full or like, you know, half a fork full of sweet relish. Spread that onto on top of the jelly at the very end. Put your peanut butter, your jelly, and then plop on your sweet relish. Uh, not a lot. You, know, you don't have to overpower it because you will taste it. It is uh, a flavor that you will taste. So don't overdo it. Put enough on that you can see it. Uh, and you'll be good. And then enjoy. It is delicious. It is very tasty. Uh, I have been doing it since I was a teenager. And I have friends who can verify that I've eaten some of the most bizarre things that they've cooked up for me. Uh, there was a sandwich once with uh, peanut butter, jelly, ham, bologna, lasagna, spicy ginger salad dressing, uh, cake frosting. They just loaded this thing up in bread and like a layered sandwich. And then uh, to drink it down was like milk, chocolate milk. Uh, water, five alive, uh, spicy ginger salad dressing again. Uh, so why I ate it and drank that, it was a challenge. Why I did it, I was a moron. Uh, but <laughs> kids will do what kids do. Uh, but for some reason, I found my way to peanut butter, jelly, and relish. And uh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. I mean, amazing is relative. I mean, it's a good taste. It's unique, but it's a square meal. As I said, uh, your grains, you have, you know, so then uh, in your bread, your proteins and your peanut butter, you have your uh, fruits in your strawberry preserves, your jellies, you know, uh, there, and then you have your vegetables in your relish. And I challenge you all to give it a try because it is worth it. And it is a good good sandwich. And I think I have found the perfect moment, folks. I did my first sip and I didn't burn myself horribly in the process. It only, it only took 14 times, 14 shows to find that right moment. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. I can sip right away uh, and not have gone like, ah, too soon. It was not too soon. Good timing. So, uh, like I said, I challenge you all to uh, try that peanut butter jelly and relish sandwich and let me know what you think. Uh, leave a message. I wish folks would leave messages. Tell me what you're thinking of the show. Leave messages. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, uh, Tea with Kehoe. We've got a website, teawithkehoe.com. And we now have a Twitter, at T. Uh, feel free to leave a message, follow, I guess you follow on Twitter. Uh, uh, Instagram has all the pictures of the individual episode uh, art. Each episode, I make up a unique uh, announcement, you know, like ad uh, page picture for the show each episode. Uh, they're all on Instagram. Uh Check those out. I, I've been doing them since show five. The first four, I didn't think about that sort of thing. And then I was like, hey, let me try this. And then just kept doing them. Uh, so enjoying that. So please leave a message. Let me know what you're thinking of the show. 
Let me know what you're th uh, thinking of what I'm doing here. And then let me know if you tried the sandwich, if you were gutsy enough to try the sandwich. Uh, I would love to hear uh, your review of the sandwich and the show. So please. And then on I know on like iTunes or Apple or something like that, uh, you can rate uh, like you can give us a rating, uh, you know, stars. Uh, hey, star what you think it is. Be honest. Uh, because it only helps me with the honesty. I didn't mean to rhyme, but you know me. <laughs> and then you can, uh, you know, let me know what you're thinking about it. If you give me a five star, cool. If you give me a two star, I'll work harder. I want to bring your stars up. That's what I'm here for. So uh, please do that for me. That'd be really, really cool. Uh, so um, going to get to the song of the week, which uh, every week I've been picking a song off the uh, Tea with Kehoe podcast uh, playlist on Spotify. Uh, I do apologize. It's been a few days, a little while since I've added anything new. Uh, it's at like 61 songs. And I promise that by the uh, end of this week, there will be another 30 new songs on that list that you can enjoy. Uh, if you even know it, know it exists, if you even care. I, but that's where I pull the song of the week from. I figure if I'm going to mention the song, a song, I should give you an easy place to go find it. So uh, all these songs I've, I've brought up in the song of the week, I believe this is the fourth one. Uh, yeah, this is number four. And uh, they're all, all except number two, because uh, go back and listen to that episode, you'll know why. But uh, they're all, uh, from that point on, they were all going to be off that pl playlist, so it's an easy place for you to find them. Uh, and today's song is Stay Up Late from the Talking Heads. Uh, when I first heard that song, the very first time I heard that song, it made me think about my childhood. Because, now, not when I was a baby, but when I was a young kid, uh, apparently my aunt's uh, uncles would come over uh, at night and ask if they could wake me up so I could entertain them. Uh, and one of the things that they would have me do is climb up the wall. Because in our house uh, in the village of Hamburg, we had a uh, it was a thin enough hallway where I could reach the wall with my hands and my feet. I was a long, thin, little, gangly kid, and I could crawl up the wall. And then uh, after doing that a number of times and learning how, how I could do it, uh, I just developed this little thing where I would go up to the top, and then I would bring my feet up to the top of the wall too. So now it looked like I'm laying flat on the ceiling. You know, like sort sort of like uh, Mission Impossible sort of spy sneaking into the room, on, you know, like along the ceiling, and I could just scoot along the ceiling, and I couldn't, you know, the archway for the living room and the archway for the kitchen kept me from, you know, from falling, but it allowed me to travel the length of 
the, the hallway in our downstairs. And then um, I couldn't make the turn completely uh, just because of physics and cut and length. But I could get to the stairway, jump down real quick and turn the corner and be on the first step and could then hit the walls and crawl back up. And this time crawl all the way up the ceiling to the top of like the stairwell ceiling because they're sort of cut higher uh, and they go up to the top of the ceiling. So you have the, that basically goes up to the top of the second floor. So I would just crawl up to the top of the second floor and then scoot across the top into the second floor. And I could do that. And they used to love it. I mean, I had no fear of falling. I was thin, light, tiny. I was strong enough to hold myself. Uh, it was, they just thought I was absolutely nuts. And they would come and ask to wake me up and watch me do things and make them laugh. And my parents let them. So when I heard this song, I was like, oh my God, that's about me. You know, you know, let's make them stay up all night. You know, uh, it was just like, I love that song. And uh, I was such a horrible sing. I apologize to the talking heads for that. Uh, but that is my favorite talking head songs uh, or song. Now, you ask most people and that probably do, doesn't make their top 10 or maybe their top five. But for me, it has a special meaning and uh, it just it's a good song, too. It really is a, you know, a good, good piece of work. So uh, Talking Heads, Stay Up Late, I recommend as the song of the week. Now comes a sip. Hmm. And um, I also have been now doing for about four weeks now, I think. Um, and I'm probably going to start splitting them up in parts of the show. Because, uh, you know, it um, maybe we could se you know, separate them. But the word of the week. Uh, I figured the word of the week. I like words. And... I know folks do songs of the week and everyone's got that sort of there's a musical thing to a lot of things but there's not a lot of like words of the week I haven't seen many of those so I wanted to be you know early on that word word, word of the week band you know bandwagon thing start that now I'll be uh, in the uh, foreground or or the forefront I'll be the avant-garde of the uh, word of the day word of the week sort of people mm -hmm. that's going to be me so <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me that was a deep one good strong cough apologize for that folks uh, so the word of the week uh, I asked on my uh, Facebook page and uh, what is your least favorite word and I figured this would elicit some good words because you could ask for many different things uh, to get you know a, a word and I you know 
as for your favorite word, your least favorite word, the word that, you know, makes you go, ugh, the word you hate. So uh, I asked for a word you don't like, a word you hate. And uh, surprisingly, a really, not, not surprisingly, but a really nice variety of words. Uh, some pop culture words. I offered to start it all off, uh, crevice. Not a fan of crevice. Uh, just has a mmm. Uh, so, got a nice variety of words. Some pop culture, uh, buzzwordy things. Some uh, words like that that just make your you know your your personal emotions go or or feelings go or just make you grossed out. Uh, or certain words that just annoy. Uh, because of their spelling or because of their their sound or look, you know. So f- the the word of this week from Gregory is fondant, the icing fondant. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, but it is an icing. Uh, it's not a necessarily a good icing. It's uh, hard and. Uh, it, it shapes well. Uh, everything looks so perfectly good, uh, but it it's sort of, ooh, it's not good. I don't like fondant myself as a dessert frosting, a topping, icing. Uh, the word never seemed to bother me, but uh, that, like I said earlier, is neither here nor there. It wasn't the word I hated. It was the word someone else did. So, Gregory, fondant. I will say it one more time. Fondant for you. And now uh, you will be immortalized on the uh, website for a week. We will have a definition of fondant. It will just probably say icing. And that's about it. I think that's all it is. Icing. We could get the ingredients, uh, but why? No one's going to make it. So, uh so there you go. Uh, both the song of the week and word of the week are on the website, twithkeho.com, uh, where you can uh, look up past shows, uh, leave messages, uh, check us out, check all the old art out. I think it's on there too. Uh, but that is where you will find a video for song of the week and uh, a definition for the word of the week. And... Uh, <laughs> that is what it is. So, uh, or, or or where it is, and that is where you go to see those. Uh, again, I want to say visit the website. Yep, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. Uh, that's you know, we're expanding. We're me. I'm expanding into uh, all types of realms, which I never, I never thought I would Twitter. I actually started my own Twitter. Uh, because the show has a Twitter. Now I have a Twitter, so I can keep up with the show, you know, because I don't know what's going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm branching out, folks. Uh, this is weird for me. So uh, give a review on those. And let me know what you're thinking. Uh, and uh, I'm going to get down to the last sip thought of the show. Still got... At least two sips there, so 
what I'm going to say. Uh, last sip thought. Here's where I get corny and sappy and, you know, la, la, la. But if you know me, this is sort of a little bit of me. Uh, happiness is a luxury we must cherish. You know, that true happiness that, yeah, I, I mean, only you personally know what truly makes you happy. Uh, but when you, you know, when you have that feeling and you have that moment, hold on to it. Hold on to it tight. And when you have it, feel it in your whole body. Just let all the happiness there. And when you feel it, and when you have it, just let yourself feel it. Allow yourself to be happy for as long as you can. And that's about it. That's all I got for this week on that sort of note. And uh, I want to say once again, thank you for, uh, well, it's not about the tea. It's about the time spent. And I want to thank you for spending your time with me. You don't have to, but you do. And I really appreciate that. That fills me with happiness. And I'm going to hold it and cherish it. So thank you. See you next time. Enjoy uh, your tea. Enjoy your last sip. And uh, bye for now. Let's turn this thing off.